Here's an episode with some thoughts about Sola Scriptura. Welcome to A Word from Our Outpost with Joseph and Crystal Gruber, a podcast for Catholic disciples who are wrestling to be missionary-minded in their normal, everyday lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Direct, O Lord, our actions by thy holy inspiration, and carry them on by thy gracious assistance, that every word and work of ours may begin in thee, and by thee be happily ended. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So this is a solo episode. My apologies to all those who would prefer to listen to Crystal, so would I. I was recently listening to a debate about Sola Scriptura, and I found it honestly pretty silly as it was detached from what I would consider more important questions. They were discussing whether Scripture is the only authority, or rather if it were the only infallible authority. But that just doesn't seem to get at the heart of the purpose of Scripture. The Church determined the canon of Scripture not because she was concerned about what rule book to follow. She determined the canon of Scripture based in large part on what people over the centuries read at the liturgy as part of the public worship of God. Scripture, at least in the Catholic and Orthodox sense of of the word, is primarily, well, a worship aid. To get uh, a picture of this, I'm going to read a selection from G.K. Chesterton's book, The Catholic Church and Conversion. It's a wonderful little work of his. I recommend it. So here here is the section. Uh, Chesterton says, I find it very difficult to take some of the Protestant propositions even seriously. What is any man who has been in the real outer world, for instance, to make of the everlasting cry that Catholic traditions are condemned by the Bible? It indicates a jumble of topsy-turvy tests and tail-foremost arguments, of which I never could at any time see the sense. The ordinary, sensible skeptic, or pagan, is standing in the street— in the supreme character of the man in the street, and he sees a procession go by of the priests of some strange cult, carrying their object of worship under a canopy, some of them wearing high headdresses and carrying symbolical staffs, others carrying scrolls and sacred records, others carrying sacred images and lighted candles before them, others sacred relics in caskets or cases, and so on. I can understand the spectator saying, This is all hocus-pocus! I can even understand him in moments of irritation, breaking up the procession, throwing down the images, tearing up the scrolls, dancing on the priests, and anything else that might express that general view. I can understand his saying, your croziers are bosh, your candles are bosh, your statues and scrolls and relics and all the rest of it are bosh. But in what conceivable frame of mind does he rush in to select one particular scroll of the scriptures of this one particular group, a scroll which has always belonged to them and been part of their hocus-pocus if it was hocus-pocus. Why in the world should the man in the street say that one particular scroll was not Bosch, but was the one and only truth by which all the other things were to be condemned? Why should it not be as superstitious to worship the scrolls as the statues of that one particular procession? Why should it not be as reasonable to preserve the statues as the scrolls by the tenets of that particular creed? To say to the priests, your statues and scrolls are condemned by our common sense, is sensible. To say, your statues are condemned by your scrolls and we are going to worship one part of your procession and wreck the rest, is not sensible from any standpoint, least of all that of the man in the street. 
that's the end of the selection from The Catholic Church and Conversion by Chesterton. This idea of uh, a topsy-turvy test and tail-foremost argument. I just, he's, he's got away with words. Anyway, so I guess my issue with debates around Sola Scriptura is that they separate the Bible from worship and treat it as the source rather than flowing from worship. In the Catechism, in paragraph 1124, it reads, The Church's faith precedes the faith of the believer who is invited to adhere to it. When the Church celebrates the sacraments, she confesses the faith received from the apostles. Whence the ancient saying, Lex orandi, lex credendi. The law of prayer is the law of faith. The Church believes as she prays. Liturgy is a constitutive element of the holy and living tradition. End quote. I'd put in a little ellipses in the middle because there was another Latin phrase that is not as necessary for the purposes of this episode. Anyway, it feels like the Sola Scriptura debate skips that the belief comes from the worship. Christ instituted right worship, and that informs our beliefs, and that informs how we then live our lives. Lex orandi, lex credendi, lex vivendi. Sola Scriptura starts with what we believe, and that's kind of strange. The, the belief flows from right worship. And I, I just don't hear Catholic apologists starting from the essence of divine revelation, which is the incarnation of the Word of God, his passion, death, and resurrection, and the institution of a new way to worship for all time. Scripture comes from that, and so does the liturgy, and they mutually interpenetrate each other treating scripture and tradition as separable entities when their entire history is wrapped up together just seems like a non-starter for me. Just a thought. All right. That's all I've got for today. We'll see when this one goes out. Uh, Hopefully it makes sense liturgically. But anyway, we still have an online dating course for all of you Catholic singles. You can find out more at dating.ouroutpost.org. We'll be getting more marriage resources up in the coming weeks because we're starting a full-time marriage ministry and currently we don't have any of the marriage ministry stuff up because apparently it takes a lot to start a ministry who knew Um, feel free to drop us a line at hello at ouroutpost.org feel free also to rate and subscribe and to share our podcast especially with people who might benefit from this or that you would like to engage with in a conversation because this is one of the reasons why we do these podcasts hopefully to present things that are interesting worthwhile to think about and also worthwhile to talk to others about anyway that's it for me I'll pray us out in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From our outpost to yours, thanks for listening. And a special thanks to John Mark Skoke. That's S-K-O-C-H. For the music. Check him out on Spotify. 